you're listening to episode number 397 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also, get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a -a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Wanna gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Tony, do you have an opinion of Penn and Teller? I do, and quite honestly, it's a favorable one. Oh, surprising. <laughs> I've seen them. Uh, well, so let me be fair. I've seen them one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to be very honest. They were comped tickets, uh, but I thought I absolutely got my money's worth out of their uh, out of their show. It was it was quite entertaining. Personally, I feel like Penn Jillette is a liberal wacko who um, overtakes the entire show with his his bullshit. And, and to be honest with you, you can throw. We haven't seen them at a, live in a long time. It's, we've only seen them once, and it's been a while. You really think that Pendulette has changed? No. His <laughs> but all of a show. sudden, he's much more no. libertarian. There'll be now. different liberal things on it, but it, it's. And not that I have an issue with liberal things, but it's like he like I came preach- to watch he's a show. Preachy. He's preachy. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's that's what it is. He, came, he I came to watch a show, and and he. Asgard. He's he's a bit preachy, but the thing I think that that made me finally realize that Penn is full of shit is that he said in I can't remember some interview, but he said the hardest thing is for my generation to realize that the Beatles weren't that good. Like what are you what are you fucking high? Like no, they're they're no. Oh, so that's no. why you're an idiot. He's the okay. Beatles are amazing. You're an mm-hmm. idiot. Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, listen. Yeah. This Try follow that up, Tony. <laughs> This guy who's maybe, a, me specifically, a tinge right of center also thinks that the Beatles were a little uh, bigger than they deserved to be. Oh, my God. Wow. You just got fired from the show. How'd you do that? That's amazing. <laughs> and we'll never hear from Tony again. <laughs> At least half the audience is like, all right, yeah, right on. <laughs> is that all it took? I'm a Beatle fan now. <laughs> that was the downfall of the show. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's why, listen, you know, so listen, I, I, I don't think anybody that listens to this podcast uh, has any um, would be surprised to hear that I'm ever so slightly right of center, um, politically speaking. But I'm also able to com- car- compartmentalize politics insofar as to say it, you, you can be funny and you can be talented and, and you might spew off a little bit on your, your, your political shenanigans that I may not agree with. But I'm also willing to kind of put that to the side 
until perhaps you you come in. So here's a fun little story. This has nothing to do with the podcast, <laughs> only insofar as to say that um, my wife and I went to see. Um, uh, I, I lovingly refer to him as my boyfriend, um, Elton Brown, who, 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 for folks that oh, are yeah. familiar with the Good Eats show, he does some oh, uh, okay. some shows, and we went to see him, and he did kind of a spiel against the air fryers, and we are oh, big fuck fans that we are huge of fans air of air fryers. Oh yeah, they're great. And, um, you know, and so we said, listen, I get that that's his shtick. That's kind of what he needs to go through because he's got this gorgeous, beautiful air fryer that has dozens of propane tanks to get actual air moving through based on the heat that's coming. I mean, it was awesome. But but he go, you know, like he does a good 45 minute spiel on the on the evils that are the air fryer. And what's funny is when we got to see him when he last toured and we're pandemic alert, that was 2017 was when he got to do his last travel show. You know, he was railing against at the time. Uh, Instant Pot. So I get you got to find something that's going to There's a niche where you're that guy that always disagrees with what everybody loves. Wait, so he liked liked the Instant Pot or he didn't? Of course he didn't. Hates it. Hated the Instant Pot, hated the uh, air fryer. So I hate to... to I'm gonna uh, go. I I'm, I'm to split. Say it. This I'm guy just... seems like a dick. That's just like, you know what? If you like that, I hate it. No, no, that's true. That's true. He's not. I don't think he's like that at all. I mean, he's he's a scientist by nature, so he's into the, the right, science right. behind food and all that other kind of stuff. I personally agree with him on the Instapot. It's the most useless appliance <laughs> that I've ever bought. Um, and uh, aside I, I from, I can see we don't use it nearly as much as the uh, air fryer, oh, but there's it's got some value. Often. You can do it like stuff in the in the at the bottom of it, then throw everything in, hit a different button, it turns into a pressure cooker. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I just I have not found, and believe me, I've taken classes where they you know teach you how to do all this crazy stuff with it with the Instapot. Realistically, in my day to day cooking, like I don't even like using it as a rice cooker because it's I have to do. Because again, it's only two of us. So when I'm cooking rice, even if I want extras or leftovers, I'm barely putting in enough to cover the bottom of the Instapot. And I've got like the small Instapot. I got you. And it's a pain in the ass to clean. Like, I would just rather do it on the stovetop and know know it's going to be done. And it's just so much easier. The only thing, actually, one of the things that I was really excited about having the Instapot for was actually making your own broth. But Mm, the the problem is. Um, and maybe I got the one that's too small because I thought, why would I need this? Like, I especially love to do like a ham broth. So with a, a leftover ham bone and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, it, it's too small to fit the bone. So, oh. so I can't get the lid on. So it completely defeats the purpose. So yeah, that's the one here. Okay. Anybody looking for an Instapot? I have one. <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly the commercial that Instapot's going to reach out to 360 Vegas to endorse. But the funny thing is with the, awesome. with the air fryer, um, yeah. so I got one and it was one that my friend Natasha recommended. She's like, oh my God, it's the greatest thing ever. You have to do it. I got it on Amazon. It was like 85 bucks, right? Sure. Um, and it works fantastic. And my, my only critique of it was like, especially if I want to make chicken wings, it's, it's a round one. Like the, the pot kind of, the bowl sort of slides out and it's round so I can only fit like six, maybe seven wings in there at a time, which if Mark and I both want wings, then, you know, you're doing them in batches, which yeah, just takes enough to tease a while. <laughs> so, so I was talking to Mark about this and I said, you know, I really think I should, you know, maybe we should upgrade. I want one that looks, you know, sits more like a toaster oven kind of mm-hmm. does. And so Amazon was having a, a prime deal on a Calphanon, um, 
multi-use. I mean, it's an air fryer, it's a toaster, it's da-da-da-da-da, all this other stuff. And it was much more expensive than the $85 one that I bought. Um, and I hated it because you had to preheat it. Uh, it was a ridiculous challenge to clean up. And I ended up going back to my $85 one. Yeah. Oh, well, and also, the $85 one was also so simple that I could figure it out. Like, Karen gave me simple instructions. I'm like, oh, shit, I know how to make things. Oh, yeah, even Mark, even Mark will reheat stuff and make stuff in, in the yeah. air fryer, which That's Mark does not Pizza. Cook. Guys, try pizza. Oh, yeah. Reheating a yes. pizza in Oh, there. we've done that. Yeah, it's good. Mark actually yeah. reheated pizza because he could do it in the air fryer. Mark doesn't reheat pizza. No, not often. <laughs> I mean, he, awesome, he just Mark. eats I, it room temperature, but he will reheat it too. in there. Yep. Yeah. Me too. Oh, my God. We are so much freaking like it's it's frightening i hate putting ref, uh, pizza in the refrigerator my wife's like oh my god that's illnesses. so I'm like, that. chances. karen and i have that same fucking argument all the time i'm like don't cool it what are you doing to it leave it alone it's, yes. it's a food safety issue i don't oh listen it's a taste issue you're of, ruining of it. all the things that are going to take me out karen you think it's going to kill me that will not be on my epitaph. Right? <laughs> he should have put it in the refrigerator. <laughs> All right, kids. We should definitely get on to yeah. this. Uh, we'll start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And as always, we start with Random Vegas. Private dances at Vegas strip clubs require the dancer to always keep one foot on the floor, preventing straddling, dry humping, and other erotic positions. We got that from at Kinzo Rosie. I... I just which actually I think we saw it because Vital Vegas retweeted it. That's how I saw it. Yeah, that's anyway. how I saw it too. Um, yeah. But yeah, and apparently these rules are antiquated compared to other parts of the country. I'm not surprised. Like one of the weird things about Vegas right now is like they they pretend they're so they're so forward moving, but think about how far behind they were on gay marriage, and yeah. and now the same thing with the the. Uh, um, well, and apparently this has been a hot topic of conversation, at least in the Twitterverse, because uh, there were apparently several stings at some of the local oh, clubs this week oh. um, and things like, you know, solicitation. And so that's right. where some of these rules came into play. So like one of the um, one of the other tweets I saw said that they're not the dancers are not allowed to um, grab their own breasts. Yeah, I saw that, too. Yeah. Or um, place their hand on their crotch. Yeah, whatever because it was. It was er 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 erotic is whatever. Well, no, it's an, it's an invitation for other services. Yes, that's right. Okay. Is how Thank it's, you. It's, oh, it's, is it really? That's, that's, that's supposed to be rumor it is that it's supposed to mean they touch their breasts or they do other things. It's like, do you want to have sex or do you want to Well, yeah, it's, it's basically that it's, it's the way the law is written. It's considered solicitation. Huh. Yeah. That is absolutely fascinating. Listen, if Heather Graham taught me anything, that's how you meet your clients. So <laughs> with that, we'll move into Twit Pick of the Week. It's about to happen again. An icon of Las Vegas signage will be going away, making the strip a sadder place. Of course, we're talking about the Mirage Volcano, expected to be destroyed to make way for the Hard Rock brand. In order to bring something mo even more iconic... The dunes had to go, most lamented of which is the beautiful turret signage. Without a doubt, the number one sign I wish I'd seen, shared here by at Las Vegas underscore when. Las underscore when. What did I do? Las, Las Vegas? Las Vegas. Yeah. You Thank you. <laughs> Supplemental. <laughs> supplementing the view was the ability to enjoy some drinks at Topo the Dunes, complete with a unique perspective of the marquee. But Vegas can't and won't allow nostalgia to prevent progress. In the Dunes case, we lost a property to an even bigger marquee attraction, the Fountains of Bellagio. 
Rumor is Hard Rock has plans to build a guitar hotel as they have at their other locations around the country. Will this be an upgrade from the volcano? Only time will tell. I'll take the under on that one. It's not, yes, <laughs> not going to be an upgrade from the volcano. The fact that they've already done this in other places makes it less special in Vegas. If they just did it in Vegas, then you're like, oh, fucking cool, we right. a guitar hotel. But no, you're like, you've done this in several other places. Like, now I'm like, we're like everybody else? That sucks. Yeah. Whereas the volcano is definitely unique. Absolutely. But that's not the conversation. The conversation's about the picture. True. Which is fair. And I got to tell you, for folks, uh, my recommendation is sit and look at this at this um, image because for what it's worth, I sat and stared at this picture <laughs> and had the same sort of feeling looking at that picture as I looked at when you're watching the movie Casino and it's only about the first 15 minutes into the yeah. movie there's a there's a there's a wonderful still frame grab that I think Mark actually has as a part of his Casino review that he's got on Patreon where you can actually kind of look at the different casinos some that are not there anymore and and and, and then you've got the Tangiers which is kind of being sup, you know um, supplanted into the image this picture almost felt like the dunes was being supplanted into the image. It's just, it is yes, a very much. Yes. Right. But knowing that it's an actual legitimate, real image is what is going to cause you to want to sit and just stare at it for a few moments longer. <laughs> I would have, I would have enjoyed Like I love the mint, but that gigantic sign that they had at dunes is without a doubt. The number one thing that I wish I could have seen. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I, one sentence you've got in here, I've underlined, Mark, because we're going to s- actually we're going to circle back to it. Well, I'm going to want to circle back to it at the, near the end of the podcast. You have a line here that says supplementing that view was the ability to enjoy some drinks at the top of the dunes. Yes. Complete with a unique uh, perspective of that marquee. Listeners, that's I'm, that's a little bit of foreshadowing. So. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All right, talk to me about Downtown Rocks 2022. The annual list of performers that will be performing at the Fremont Street Experience this summer or fall has been released. Once again, we have to thank At Vital Vegas for bringing this information to us. This year, free concerts on Fremont Street will feature on April 23rd, Parmalay, April 20, or May 28th, X Ambassadors, May 29th, Starship, July 4th, Molly Hatchet, July 23rd, Sebastian Bach, July 30, the first thing that's ever caught our attention is Hoobastank, Soul Asylum, and Alien Ant Farm. August 20th is Simple Plan. September 3rd is Rick Springfield, Men at Work, and John Waits. September 10th is Pretty Reckless. October 15th is Jelly Roll. October 22nd is Slaughter, Vixen, and Sweet. And the other one we're mildly interested in is November 19th, Stone Temple Pilots, because I'm interested to see what uh, they've done for a lead singer. I'm hoping they did something like Journey did, where they just got a guy that sounds just like him. That would would be kind of impressive, although I think we would have heard something more from him by now if they did, but we'll see. You would think. You would think. No word on when the acts will take the stage, but 9 p.m. is probably your best bet. 
Get there early if you'd like a good place to stand. Any of those sound interesting to you, Tony? Probably not. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to show my age here. I think uh, my biggest. So I will concur with you on your July 30th Hoobastank and Soul Asylum. I don't know that I know any alien ant far. Ant farm. farm. They did. Sorry. It's oh. alien ant farm. They did a. Their most famous thing, ironically, is they did a cover of Michael Jackson's "Smooth Criminal." Yep. Okay. Uh, September 3rd, Rick Springfield at Men at Work. See, certainly sound. Karen called it. <laughs> really. Um, and and I, listen, I like some. Here's my problem. There are songs that I like that I don't know who sings them. So I have a sneaking suspicion there are one or two Stone Temple Pilot songs that I probably like. Oh, I promise you that's the case. Stone Temple Pilots is one of those bands. I remember when I took Karen to see him, she's like, oh, shit, I know this song. Oh, shit, I know this song. I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. So, yeah, uh, listen, I I am not too proud to admit I am a child of the 80s. From 3 to 13 (laughs) were the 80s for old T-Bone. And, man, I just think even Slaughter, to a small extent, I would probably like a song of theirs. Well, and Starship, I mean. Was it 17? Fucking pedophilia is their biggest their biggest fucking song. They did that one. Seventeen. She's only yeah, Slaughter did seventeen. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, that's going to do it then for um, news. Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Siegel Group purchased the ten acres across the street from Resorts World, in the space formerly home to La Concha for. $75? No, it's going to be a million. I apologize. <laughs> $75 million. Because I would have bought uh, it if it cost $75. Right. <laughs> I, I own 10 acres now, bitches. Sure. <laughs> On the strip. <laughs> Suck it. Exactly. it. Of course, it's it's like Chernobyl. You dig around in it and you're going to get poisoned. But hey, <laughs> I'm the owner of land on the strip. All right, so fine. $75 million. Uh, pl- this is really fascinating to me. I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of digging it. Plans for the land include a hotel casino, multifamily apartments, a condo tower, and retail outlets. Yeah, it's pretty unique. I mean, they don't do that anymore. I remember in the, I want to say it was the 60s or 70s, like a lot of the things that they created in Vegas were like, we have this hotel and then there's residencies that live over here. They don't do that anymore. <laughs> well, they they tried it with a big chunk of city center. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the timing of that didn't work out so well. Nope. Well, and it does... I, I have a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth because the Siegel Group is known for those extended stay um, yeah, motel definitely. things around yeah. town. It, it's hard to get behind the cheapest fucking <laughs> option in Vegas. Yeah, you know, a rent hey, can you put a new casino? Like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any place I drive past and I feel like I need a shot of penicillin, right. I don't. I'm not staying at your. If you were bored by Resorts World, I promise you, whatever Seagull Group has in plan, has in, in, in their in their plans, it's not going to be any more impressive. No, I'm, it, actually, it might. Well, never mind. No, I'm sure it'll go way under. <laughs> the Rumbar Tropical Ultra Lounge is returning to the Mirage April twentieth. Beware of having an open tab. Oh, very well said. Yes, we got burned on that. Just well, don't be generous. We, d- we ended up not getting burned thanks to... Well, we almost got we burned. We almost yeah, got yeah, burned. Point, Unfortunately, yeah. um, we had a, a, a listener, Phil States, that was paying attention and was like, um, I don't think these are ours. And he was right. Yep. So we had him take a whole bunch of shit off the, the, the tab. Yep. Yep. 
It was officially announced that Palms will reopen April 27th. It will open with William Hill running the sports book, which is Caesars. The shutdown of the strip from Bellagio to Flamingo has been approved by the Nevada Gaming Commission from April 27th to April 30th, also known as the 2022 NFL Draft. I'm not a huge fan of crowds, but like I feel like this is a super special moment that I would, because I like football. Right. You know, so it just seems like it would be a super fun thing to be a part of. Like, I don't necessarily need to see everybody who's drafted or whatever, but they've got interactive exhibits mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I'm like, all right, I would do that. It's I mean, just going to be a things, like, we're in pain Vegas. in the ass like, to We're so lucky that shit like this happens. So enjoy mm-hmm. it while you can. Um, Mark, am I correct in, in assuming that when you put the NGC, you meant the Nevada Gaming Commission? Yep. Isn't that interesting? That the the Nevada Gaming Commission has any involvement or say whatsoever in the shutdown of the strip? As I know, right? Anything? Yep. I mean, if I, I mean, listen, no offense to them, I get that they're a regulatory body, but if I were a duly elected city council member of whatever area has jurisdiction, I think technically it might be Clark County. So if I'm a right. Clark County commissioner, I would probably say. Uh, NGC, you need to stay in your sandbox because you have nothing to do with my sidewalks and my streets. Right. So that's, that's just, that was really interesting to me that this state governmental entity had anything to do with shutting down of the strip as it relates to right. the, the NFL draft. I'm with you. Was that me? Yeah. Sorry. Tell your parents that Lionel Richie is extending his Vegas residency at Encore through October. Even that's a bit old for us. <laughs> well, he's kind of he's finding a new audience now. Yeah, he's a, for him. He's good a host. Of, um, the guy's got a fucking hell of a songbook. Yeah, well, he's also a host now on uh, American Idol. So ew, is he? Judd, yeah, he's a judge. Oh, so. I didn't know that. <laughs> did you just say ew? I did say ew. <laughs> oh, I thought you said ew. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I just I feel dirty knowing this. <laughs> And lastly, BTS is requiring masks be worn during their performances. As is human nature, as well as a personal confirmation, it will only take moments after the lights drop for masks to drop as well. (laughs) It's such a silly thing that they even make that at this point. Well, they they won't enforce it. I mean, they'll they'll say it. It's a thing, but they can't enforce it. Like, it's only negative publicity to yourself by saying no. Yeah. Because you, you're absolutely right. Like it's everybody's going to just immediately drop it as soon as they can. Uh, my guess is what BTS does not want to be considered is a um, what was that term called for a, a major spreader event? Oh, super, oh, a super spreader. Yeah, super they don't want to be considered a super spreader event. Is I'll bet you a, a dollar to a donut what their real goal is. They pro- they don't care if you drop your mask. All they want to do is fall back on and say, oh, no, well, we told you you're supposed to. I know legally they can say, oh, we said it. Yep. Well, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions brought to you by Vegas.com is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Everclear is performing at M Resort 
Saturday, September 3rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $137. You're going to see a, a pattern real quick because I, I just discovered that M Resort had some uh, some concerts. I'm like, oh, shit. Good, good for you, M Resort. <laughs> Dwight Yoakam is performing at M Resort. Saturday, April 30th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $20. Marlon Wayans is performing at MGM Resort Saturday, May 21st. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. Is that really where he's performing? MGM Resorts? Yeah. Or no. No, M Resort. Sorry. Is that what I said? You did. Wow. Yes, M Resort. I apologize. Killer Queen, a Queen tribute, is performing at, guess where, M Resort. Saturday, June 25th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $25. So let me ask you, Karen. Is that something that you would want to see? Because I, I think that would be fun. But I also wonder what it's like with um, uh, what's his face, the uh, Adam Lambert. Adam Lambert. Um, I would love to see Queen with Adam Lambert. Hardcore, I mean, yeah. And I, I've seen enough of the the concert footage and stuff that yeah, yeah. I think he does a great job of. Um, he knows he's not Freddie Mercury, so yeah, he yeah. doesn't try to be. But the thing but, about a tribute band is they usually have somebody that sounds like right. Them. Yeah. No, I mean I, I'm interested. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll take a look at it. See if we can get tickets. Okay. I mean, for twenty five bucks, if it's if this particular show is what you're talking about, yeah. who cares? Get the cheapest ass seats, stand in the back, go gamble for a few minutes, come back in, be like, oh yeah, that's a good song. Then go back out, and do some <laughs> come back and be like, ah, I don't care about this song. Go I hit feel the like you're game. describing a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Imagine Dragons and Macklemore are performing at Allegiant Stadium on Saturday, September tenth. Shows start at six thirty p.m. Tickets start at thirty five dollars. Which I'm disappointed that they're at Allegiant. I mean, good for them. Well, for thirty-five dollars stadium. Is, well, yeah, it's going to be nosebleed. We're talking about. Well, yeah, but uh, that's the thing. I I really do want to see Imagine Dragons live. I agree. But I don't want to see them in Allegiant Stadium. I'm with you. I'm with you. So I'm just disappointed that it's there. Again, good for them on being able to do a stadium. Be able to pull it off. But yeah, um, yeah I was kind of bummed about that. I was hoping they would do. I mean, hell, even T-Mobile would be better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that. definitely. So. Yeah, stadium shows are, aren't what they're cracked up to be. Well, especially everything that I've heard, I've yet to hear about, I think, a good audio uh, experience and concerts at, oh, at that's right. Allegiant. Yeah, yeah. So. Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week, we have a 360 FHE. Now, this is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. This week, you went out and explored Craft Steak with a great friend of the show, Han from Chicago. Tell us about your first-hand experience. We had so much fun with Han. <laughs> we did. That was fucking Which I knew amazing. We would. Yeah, he's um, just—he's a good dude. The food was delicious. Like I—I—I I, I think I might have been too drunk the first time that I tried it. The first time we went to <laughs> you were pretty drunk the first steak. time we went there. Um, but this this I was a little more sober, and I'm like, this was delicious. It yeah. was a great steak. It had great, uh, what was the, the grits? We got some cheese grits or they something were, with bacon. Uh, cheesy grits with uh, gruyere and big, like, thick 
slab bacon on top. I didn't have any of the bread. How was the bread? The bread was good. It was, was it? it was um it was like a soft roll with that was uh buttered and salted on top. Yes. So yeah, that was really good. The asparagus was delicious. I had um a rib cap uh uh, American Wagyu rib cap. Mm-hmm. You had um, me with rib cap. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I know Mark just got his fillet. Although they butterflied your fillet without asking you. But they didn't butterfly. They cut it in half and they just cooked it. <laughs> well, yeah, they cut it in half and cooked it. Which is which. I was like, it worked. I'm like, okay, if that's what you have to do. Yeah, but um, no. I mean, the food was delicious. The company was fantastic. The service was great. Which God, I'm not we surprised. had so much fun with. And just, yeah, just I, I, I can't out with say enough about that. It was just so much fun. Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah. And then there's another FHE that Karen would like to share with us. There is. So um, our friend, uh, Graham, from the Chef Timoni podcast, yep. was in town with his wife, uh, actually celebrating her birthday. And That's awesome. Um, he, they had never been to Lotus of Siam. And so they, you know, we got a reservation there. And he actually reached out um, to the restaurant. Well, because first, the only reservation you could get it was like 830. And I said, dude, I'd love to go with you, but I, I can't. You know, not on a school night. I can't be on that late. Um, so he reached out to by, to them by email, and they got the reservation moved up to five thirty, which was awesome. Nice. Oh, that's super, we had that ex- that experience today. We tried to get uh, reservations on open table, and it was like we were looking to go to to stack tonight uh, with our friends, but uh, like there were no reservations available. And then I just called them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, we got plenty of room. Yeah, we can get you in." So, but he reached out and, and asked then if the chef was going to be there mm. um, and they said no but her daughter Penny who is the CEO of the company will be <laughs> and he was like you know that if, if she wouldn't mind if she could stop by I would love to just chat with her for a minute so as soon as we got there and we got seated they're like oh you're, you're also here to see Penny so they they sat us and as like as soon as we sat down she comes walking That's over awesome. and just starts chatting with us and and so Graham you know, asked her if he, she would mind if he could record some stuff for her no podcast. No way, that's awesome. Yeah, and she did, and she sat there and, and, and chatted with us. Although, he, as he was getting his recorder, which I know you saw um, yeah, yeah. when we were at Oscars, like, it takes it a while to warm up, I guess. Um, and so Just he, use your iPhone, buddy, Graham. Just well, <laughs> use your iPhone. <laughs> so we're waiting for it to warm up, and then I asked her, because the, the original location that's on Sahara is closed and has mm-hmm. been closed, and so I asked her, because the, the two locations are very different and feel and look and because Tony course, yeah. we went to the, the original one um, okay. and the, the one on Flamingo where we went is um, it's it's by far fancier it's it's very well oh. decorated they've got like tapestries hmm. on the wall and I just so I asked her about the difference between the two and she started you know telling me how the one on Flamingo she built it out as a tribute to her parents like the Aww. the wine um, you know storage area is is you know, designed for her dad because he was really key in, you know, bringing in their wine program. And then, you know, the rest of the, the restaurant decor is, is a tribute to their Northern Thai roots. And, um, so that was very fascinating. And she, you know, gave me a little bit of story on why the, um, the other location, the original location was closed. I guess there's a little bit of a legal issue with the landlord, um, that's been going on for five years. So they were trying to get that figured out, but we didn't we didn't get that recorded because I was just asking her questions before it was ready. <laughs> so as we're, we're chatting with her though um, she's super nice uh, you know I know she's not the chef but she's very knowledgeable about the yeah. food I think she's been you know training in the kitchen since she was little um, and so one of the last questions we asked her was well, what do you recommend 
that we get because their menu, mm-hmm. you know, Tony, their menu is so expansive. Yeah, it's a book. It is. Um, and she said, well, I don't really like just recommending something. She's like, I prefer to talk to people to find out, do you like sweet? Do you like salty? Are you, you know, a spice level? What are your preferences? And she said, you know, and what do you like meat? Do you not like meat? If what kind, you know, what kind of meat do you like? And that kind of stuff. Um, and she's like, so I, I really like to find that out and then make recommendations based off that. And then she said, you know, I, I'm thinking about it. You know, I could put together a menu for you guys if you'd like. And we're like, yes, that would be fantastic. Um, and so we actually did. It's so, just an experience I can't wrap my head around. What, not knowing like, what you're going to get? That's why you go to these mom and exactly pop owned locations. And then you give it to the chef. Like, yeah, whatever you want. Like, yep. no. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> for somebody that, that has as many things that you don't like, but again, she was very open about, is there anything that you don't like to yeah. eat? Do you have any allergies? That kind of stuff. Now, I don't think most of those dishes you would no. try, unfortunately. Um, you know what I'm aching for is Genghis Grill. Oh, I love Genghis Grill. <laughs> well, you can't compare the two here. Sure, um, I know. <laughs> but, but we started... I'm just something I love. <laughs> you know, it was so fascinating. So we started with two of the, the cocktails. Um, the one I got is the, the Tom Yummy, which is a lemongrass-infused tequila drink with ginger <laughs> okay. and all kinds of stuff in there. It was absolutely fabulous. And then she also recommended, and I don't remember the name of the cocktail, but it's, it's made with a butterfly pea powder... I don't know, Tony, if you're familiar with that, it's like a blue... Um, yeah, yeah, color. they put that in Empress Gin. Yeah, and, it, and but so, it was... Please continue. It was so fascinating because there's they add a little bit of lime, or lemon, lime, to the cocktail. And what it does is it turns that bright blue butterfly pea powder purple. And she actually brought out a little bit of the infused syrup that was a, a bright, really blue color. And as we're sitting there, she squeezed the lime in it and swirled it around, and you just watched it change color. So nice. we got oh like this. God. Yeah, like That's they cool. have their own mixologist that has put together these cocktails. And it's yeah. not. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we started with that. And then I'm just going to run down through the list of what she brought out. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm going to use the, you know, the, the Midwestern white girl American names for them because I... I can't pronounce what they actually are but sure. um sure. so first they brought out crispy rice then the garlic prawns then a jackfruit salad which was the i think one of the most delicious things i had on the plate and it amazed me because it was a salad made out of fruit but it wasn't sweet jackfruit. it was almost yeah. like it had a very meaty texture to it it was so good and it was warm highly recommend that um then they brought out a beef tartare. They brought out a sea bass, sea bass dish. They brought out a short rib curry with noodles and then um, deep fried pork. And Yum. everything, you know, between her and the sommelier or the waiter, they're very knowledgeable about the food. They were explaining everything that it came out. It was so fantastic and so good. And then um, for dessert, they brought out this, this uh, dessert that was mango. And then it had sticky rice with some kind of sweet, sauce poured over top of it it wasn't too sweet but it was you know you had the fresh mango and you had that it was just a phenomenal experience yeah. i mean i i loved it tony when we went and we've done you know we did the chef's tasting which i still highly recommend for anybody that's going there for the first time and you're not sure what to try but if anybody is going and is you know wants my two cents on any of these dishes i reach out to me because i'm i'm happy to there's a lot of them i want to have again so it was it was a fantastic experience. Nice. And then the, That's awesome. the funny thing was, so I asked her at the end of it, I'm like, so I'm going to be back here next Monday. <laughs> 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 because, 
<laughs> our, our friends are in Mike and Lene and they reached out and they wanted to go try it. Um, so they, uh, uh, you know, said, Hey, we, we've got reservations. Do you want to come join us? And I was like, well, sure I can do that. Um, and this was before Graham had moved up the, the time that we, you know, we're going to go this past Monday. So yeah, I'm going to be there two weeks in a row. Good for um, you. Which that's amazing. Talks about a lucky local, right? hundred percent. And, and the best part is, and I'm not asking, I'm not trying to egg you on or encourage you to follow up on this. I'm just simply going to make the point. Sorry, our and I bet it was ridiculously was inexpensive. All things considered, we were paying attention. We were still going on and carrying on a conversation. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, because you didn't. You started talking before you put your earbuds in. Well, you took a you took a great pause because Tony was talking. Well, I didn't realize that. So all I was saying, Mark, is that I bet all things considered, it was a relatively inexpensive meal in light of the personal firsthand experience that they right, were getting right. for, you know, for a dinner. Yeah. And I, I, I honestly don't know because Graham grabbed the, uh, oh, the check before nice I could guy. take a peek at it. So we're, we're getting better at allowing people to do that for us. Well, and it was also his wife's birthday. So it's, I didn't, you know, but I mean, it's one of those things like we're, we're always the kind of people that, that grab the check. Yeah. I did but buy them. Like, I did buy them to, a round of cocktails at bound afterwards. So I yeah. feel like that's that, super that covered it. Hey, Karen, speaking of bound real quick, are they still, not comping their uh, high-end cocktails, even if you're playing video poker? I don't know. So we okay. ended up um, with seats, and it was kind of funny tonight. because <laughs> we we um, got there, and it was the night of the uh, the basketball finals. And so we came okay. in with, like, I don't know, there was, like, five or ten minutes left, and the only seats were where you couldn't see the TV screen. Oh, geez. so So okay. we, which was fine. I mean, we sat there. It wasn't a big deal. But um, yes, we didn't sit up at the bar because every place, it was all packed. Because Bound kind right. of overlooks the sports book. Yes, it does. Um, and they had a huge screen up and everything else there. So I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Awesome feedback. We've still got more. So let's push through. Uh, we've got a PayPal donation from a wonderful human being. His name is John Klein. What did John have to say? So John writes, Karma Donation, three-night trip, April 12th for the USBC Nationals, which is bowling. Other plans include haircut and shave at the Speakeasy Barbecue. Yes, John, yes. (laughs) Dinner at 8 East and herbs and rye. Hoping for my first ever hand pay and 300. Uh, Good luck with that, buddy. (laughs) Right. Good luck with that. (laughs) Love the show. John and Allie from Indiana. That's That's so awesome. I love that people come to town for specific things that only happen in Vegas. That's super cool. (laughs) That is very cool. And listen, uh, this should probably surprise no one that this dorky little portly guy was most skilled in what sport as a kid? Bowling. (laughs) 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 Every Saturday morning, That's there awesome. I was at White's Lanes at eight thirty in the morning, eating a Milky Way candy bar. <laughs> it's funny when I was a kid, I dated a girl that was in a bowling league, and and it was one of those weird things. Like, uh, like it's to your point, like it's eight a.m. What are we doing here? What's happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Good luck, John Nelly. That's that is kick ass. Next up, oh. Gr- great friend of the show just talking about him we got a paypal donation from michael cunningham so mike writes karma donation for our trip tomorrow Lene and i are looking forward to seeing good friends having great fun and making more epic vegas memories thanks to you all for the podcast you have touched more people's lives than you will ever know oh i can't wait that's that's, that's literally who we're going to go hang out with tonight once we're done with the show uh, yeah. them and brian and tanya it's gonna be fucking epic it's I love this city so 
so much. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, um, you guys live in a town where literally people come to you. Yes. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's the amazing thing. So yeah. it's like the people that we had met through Vegas vacations that have become some of our best friends right. ever constantly visit. Right. So we get to hang out with the coolest fucking people we know. And it seems like when it, when it rains, it pours. Cause you know, we had, we had Graham for the second time in about yeah. two weeks. And then we had Han and now we've got, you know, these other two awesome couples coming in and I feel like there's somebody else. Oh, well, my mom's coming in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, it just, everybody, I don't know what it rains, it pours and everybody's so just coming into town. So it's, it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Another, geez, we uh, listen. There's a lot. What I love guy. about our feedback is we're getting a nice mixture of n- new folk that we've never really communicated with. I'm thinking about uh, John Klein here in particular, uh, but we're also getting a wonderful smattering of 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 longtime friends of the show. Ben McGovern is one yeah. of them. He sent you guys a Facebook DM. So what's going on there? So Ben writes, and this is like a follow up to some of our other conversations. Yeah, uh, the F1 race is over the Thanksgiving weekend. The race is on at night, so it is on TV in Europe during the day. Ah. And F1 races are about two hours long. Huh. I didn't know any right. sport was less than three hours. So it sounds like if you we want to do that Cosmo thing, you better get on I'm that. totally down for that. Like, we need to touch base with Christina and them and see if they want to do it. That, that just sounds like it'd be super fun. I don't know if it's we a need to share idea. a room. I mean, you just got to get a... Share room. Well, yeah. That's not what I meant. No. <laughs> I mean, they I mean, can well, come hey, down you and... Guys are, <laughs> you guys are booking that sort of trip... My wife and I want in. I know, right? <laughs> um, well, that we, got awkward. We accommodate uh, you at Vegas vacations. I don't know about well, random visits. <laughs> right. Before we move on to the next email we got, I do want to real quick circle back. I got an email from uh, a friend of the show, Jim Stark. We had read an email from him last week, and he was talking about um, – the Parker's Heritage bourbon, and I had made mention that at least here in Michigan it was a hundred and forty dollar bottle. Mm-hmm. He privately sent me an email saying that this in that this particular bottle is one of those sort of one offs where yes, it might be on your shelves at one hundred and forty bucks, but you're never going to find it. Like this is this is one of those mm-hmm. bottles of bourbon that sells on the secondary market for four or five times the Jeez. actual um, price value. But what I really wanted to circle to uh, back to was. He had made mention in his email last week in MS slash SD reference, and none of us had any idea what he was talking right, about. Yeah. Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. Oh. oh. <laughs> this is an so. I knew well, we were going to get some kind of response right? on that one. Well, yeah. fun. That awesome? <laughs> All right. But talking about an email uh, from, I'm going to call him new friend of the show, Lad Colbertson. And what I love most about this is this is titled, Greetings from Michigan. (laughs) So Lad writes, Hello, Karen, Mark, and Tony. I am an attorney from the Grand Rapids area of West Michigan who loves Las Vegas. I would consider Tony a brother, except I have mostly given up booze and cigars. (laughs) (laughs) He says cousin, maybe. Distant cousin. That works. And we've had people that come to Vegas vacations that That aren't drinkers. Yeah. Yeah. They they just enjoy the city. Don't bark. Somebody is not happy that they're not getting attention. (laughs) That's true. All right, Lad continues. I found Ben's trip report from episode 396 particularly interesting. I am planning my next Vegas trip with several buddies over the last weekend of October. We chose the timing of that trip to coincide with us watching the Michigan-Michigan State football game. Ooh, that'd be good. Mm -hmm. He says there are some of us on both sides of that battle. 
That'll be a, that would be fun. That would be fun when you've got a group of friends that you all legitimately just love being with, but you guys can kind of sort of side up on on a team. On the Even I'm like, well, in this instance, I got a root for Michigan State. They're they're in my literal backyard. <laughs> no, Michigan. Oh, says the girl from Monroe County. Yep. <laughs> Ben's description of his experiences watching March Madness at Ellis Island and Stadium Swim at Circa provided some useful insight into our own football watching plans. Nice. Of course, the most helpful suggestion came from Mark and Karen when they volunteered their preference of getting some good food and watching similar events from the comfort of their own home. <laughs> I think that is an excellent idea. I was wondering two things. Where should we get the food from and how long before kickoff should we be at the house? Ooh. <laughs> wow. Well, Mark and Karen's address hey, is hey, hey, 452. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he writes, in all seriousness, do you have any other suggestions about places that might be good venues to enjoy the game with reason- reasonable reserved seating? I don't know if reasonable reserved seating is involved, but Circa is hands down yeah. the number one place I would send people to. Well, again, I, I guess... Number one, the only thing is, yeah, I don't think the sports book is going to be reasonable, especially depending on the size of the the people that you have. And especially coming from Michigan, because obviously Derek Stevens is from Michigan. And so it's kind of a, I don't want to say it's a local bar for Michigan fans, but it kind of is a local spot for Michigan fans. Um, And then like we were saying at Stadium Swim, you, you kind of have to not necessarily be into watching the game so I much. I am super, super into the idea of doing a cabana at Stadium Swim and watching a football game. I know, but like we talked about it last week, if you're really watching the game, Stadium Swim is probably not where you want to be. True, true. Yeah. So that would be my only thing there. Um, you know, would, the one time that we did, we reserved a table and we got it at the sports book at Planet Hollywood, um, which was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. So, I mean, if I would... I would kind of check around and see what other deals you have because I don't think most people would normally think of watching a game at, at Planet Hollywood. But it was great. You had, we had our own private seating. Um, I don't remember if food and drink was included or it if wasn't we had included, to do that. But it was available. Yeah, and we had the we had the booth for like the whole day. Yeah, was, so we didn't even have to shocking. worry about like if we left or whatever. So yeah, I, you know, there's there's different obviously levels and quality of sports books. I think it's just a matter of. You know, are you looking for to be in a really good sports book, or do you just want a really cool, fun place to um, hang out and watch the games? One last wrinkle I would throw in there is, lad, it's October, so think about the weather we're getting here in Michigan in October, and then think about the weather <laughs> that Vegas has in October. Truth. I think that should help you make that decision. Truth. <laughs> Uh, and then he finishes up here. Lad says by saying thank you and feel free to plan on joining us if you would like. Lad. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Lad, fuck yes. I say keep us posted. Absolutely. Because I'm always, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to join the uh, the Michigan crew. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, now I feel like I got to show up just to be there to root for MSU. Nice. <laughs> I got a Tony's like, I don't get it, but yay. <laughs> oh, sports ball. Right. I know, right? I don't care. Lad, you have to buy me alcohol. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Lad, you're Dutch, aren't you? No booze and no cigar. No booze and no cigars make Tony go something, something. Crazy? <laughs> don't mind if I do. Tony make angry. <laughs> that is a riff on that is an episode of The Simpsons it is. where they do a riff on um uh, the oh, shining. sugar. What's the one with uh Shining. The Shining. Thank you. Yes, with the Shining. That is a riff on the Shining. All right. All right. This one 
Karen, get yourself a, a good swig of uh, water or some other beverage to um, <laughs> hydrate with because we've got a dissertation from James Jones, <laughs> our, our dear friend James. And what I love most about it is he throws some fun shade. I love everything about this email. It's so good. We're getting so many great emails I know, now. I know. And, I haven't and I'll tell yet, you, so. listeners, please keep these coming in. Like, we'll get, keep doing these news and prop bets and things like that just to give you something to riff on. But this is where I think the money is in these podcasts. <laughs> this is so much well, fun. And especially if it's a slow news week or, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like that. It's it's fun to, because yeah, I mean, again, we, we enjoy getting getting together and talking about Vegas just yeah, at yeah. all. And, and this is a great, uh, exactly. we love hearing, you know, your takes on when we were completely off base or something funny that we said or whatever, because obviously we'll read them all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, these are, these are definitely fun. And I will say this, it, it, one of the things about doing a podcast is that the people that listen really feel like they get to know you, but we don't really get to know them unless we have right. an opportunity to meet face to face or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What I love about some of these emails and messages is I do feel like we're getting the opportunity to get to know some of Absolutely. our listeners that you know we wouldn't otherwise. So yeah. um, that's the other reason that I like these. Awesome. What an astute observation. You're absolutely right. It it's so weird. And I've said this on the podcast before, and I've said it to folks at Vegas Vacations before. There will be times when you or me or the other third of us, whichever one you're identifying with being the you, you know, Tony or Mark or Karen say something, and it's kind of a throwaway line. But then we'll see and we'll hang out and we'll talk to people at Vegas Vacation, and they'll bring up a throwaway sentence and be like, I really love when you talked about whatever the hell it was. And there's that, there's a, uh, there's a hot second where you got to kind of sort of think through what and listen to what they're talking about. Cause I'll be like, I don't have any idea. And, right. and frankly, I've said that to some of our friends before. I'll be like, was I drunk when we talked about it? And they're like, Oh, you were tanked. I'll be like, well, no, wonder I don't remember. You can't, <laughs> but Doors, I, come I, on. I love, I love that. So, all right. So James Jones. All right. So James writes, Karen, Tony and Mark. I hope all is well. I got back from a three-day trip a few weeks ago and wanted to give you a trip report. I stayed downtown one night and had dinner at Top of Binion Steakhouse since it had just reopened a few days prior to my visit. Nice. We're hitting that up this weekend. Yep. I've been there before and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it again this trip. I had the ribeye steak with a baked potato and asparagus. My wife had the scallops with risotto and asparagus. Both entrees were delicious but i do think the scallops are a little better than the steak really that's that's a big statement because i don't understand how anybody can make scallops a meal unless you're going to give me 48 of them (laughs) i don't know how you can make scallops a meal so that's a hell of a statement james What I love most about this restaurant is it feels like you were stepping back in time with red booths, ornate wallpaper, and dark wood. Hell yeah. It reminded me of the 70s just without Jimmy Carter and the Pet Rock. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough, Pet Rock was the Secret Service nickname for Jimmy Carter. So that was, you are really <laughs> nice. <laughs> the service was some of the best I've had in Las Vegas. All in all, I think this is very good steakhouse. Maybe not the best steakhouse, but worth a visit every few trips. All right. Can I chime in here real quick, Karen? Of course. And circle back to Mark's statement about supplementing that view is the ability to enjoy some drinks at the top of the dunes, complete with a unique perspective of that marquee. Right. Yep. I I would encourage everybody to go out and take advantage of what's now oh, available yeah. to us again. I've had dinner at the top of Binion's, and it is Mark's statement. 
when you are there and you're having dinner and you're enjoying the ornate aspects, as James is pointing out about the the, the dark wood and the and the dark red, you know. Uh, uh, decor that they've got you are literally sitting there and it's being supplemented with a view that you can only enjoy by having drinks at the top of binions so i I just do it now because there will come a time where i fear binions will go eh it's it's more hassle than it's worth like it did before (laughs) right all right james continues while downtown we visited one of our favorite bars oak and ivy in the container park nice this is a great place in las vegas Mm -hmm. always Mm -hmm. a good time with excellent bartenders and a nice break from fremont while downtown we went to the arts district or as the locals call it the beer district Mm -hmm. and met up with a friend and had a few beers always a good time with great beers I recommend going to Craft House and getting the beer slushy of the month. Oh, I keep forgetting Always to get that. Always a good that. option. When I last saw them, they, they had it, and for some reason, they they had like in like a like a, a a golden that I was just obsessed with. Right, it was so good. But yeah, I, I absolutely think I, I I need to try. Put it put it on the list for the on, Vegas vacation the crawl. The last thing I enjoyed in downtown is Lappert's Ice Cream at the California. <laughs> this is one of my favorite ice cream anywhere, and you can only find it here or in or in Honolulu. Nice. And Vegas is closer. <laughs> I really enjoy it and think everyone should go when at the California for some excellent ice cream. Uh, can I just say I think everyone should just flat up go to the California when you're on Fremont <laughs> yeah, Street. I yeah, agree. It's a great place. The next day we moved on to the Strip. We stayed at Planet Hollywood and had a great visit. While there, we finally got to try an ice cream shake at Cereal Killers. Fuck yes. And thought it was oh. one of the best I have ever had. So well good. worth a stop. So good. It's such a unique thing. And I get it's ice cream with stuff blended in it, but it, it's... But it's cereal. Just, it's, 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 it's so nostalgic. It taps into your childhood. Like, yeah. like this milk now tastes like the cereal that you used to drink the milk when right. you got to the end of eating. Right. Well, yeah, and the way they get it to taste like... I stole the, so the oatmeal good. cookie one that you had. Oh. The Little Debbie oatmeal cookie one. Delicious. Oh, my God. Was re- and wow. it tastes, it, so the good. The shake tasted like... Have you not tried it yet, Tony? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, my God, you have to try this. Just don't be on a diet when you... So <laughs> right, well, yeah. Or, or make sure you've got your insulin close at hand. Yeah, right. yeah, oh, a it's point. a meal. It, 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 I mean, totally it, it will ruin a meal, so you need to figure out <laughs> how much time you yeah. need is to that, get your appetite is back. Is that your you know brunch, middle of the day, then then you're good until dinner, or what? Because right. yeah, it'll yeah, don't, it'll don't have it up. early afternoon because you won't be eating anything that night. We also ate at Flights in the Miracle Shops. Oh, that's a good place. The food and drink are okay, but nothing special. See, I, I I was unimpressed with it. We we've been spoiled in Memphis. They had uh, this exact concept. Well, no, it, it was and it it's was not. Epic. It is not the exact com- concept. No, not at all. Um, but I, the, 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 no, but the, I just remember that because you, you get three of something. So if you order fries, you get three different types of fries. If you order wings, you get three different types of wings. I just well, remember the food not being very good. Mm. I mean, it was okay. Yeah, I, I remember it being okay. I remember the service being terrible. Like when we ordered our drinks, it took forever. Like we were, yeah, they did. We had all yeah, our food out was, before we had our drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're wow. right. So That's I'm, I'm not. I, I don't necessarily have a desire to go back there. That's a bummer. The worst thing about this place is they charge a fifteen percent living wage fee for the employees. So I respect the fact that everyone needs a living wage, 
wage, but I question why the employer does not provide one. Exactly. As a business, you decide the wage for the staff. No one else does. If you feel so strongly, put your money where your mouth is and pay your staff a living wage. That's why you have the Great Recession going, or not uh, the Great Resignation mm-hmm. going on right now. I feel this may be a way for the employer to avoid paying their staff what they should to save a few dollars. Agreed. I also do not like additional fees and would like it built into the overall cost totally instead of a separate with you, buddy. fee. Again, I support the living wage, but this is not the way to achieve it. Agreed. It's it's forced tipping. I mean, it you is. can call it a. It really a, is. And I'm quite honestly, the servers are getting screwed because I would tip more than fifteen percent. Exactly. But if I see a, an automatic fee, as soon as I see it, there, fuck it. Yeah. Like you got your money. And there are different, you know, like we were talking about, you know, the douchebag. Um, Salt yeah, that is Ugh. using it to fund what he's paying his employees, like Jim is implying here, is versus idiot. when it you know they're paying a the minimum wage and then this becomes the tip. You know, it, it's, I would like to believe this will never happen. I would like to believe that if you were ever to see him like face to face, like for some reason you were eating in a place that he was there and it was his food, that you'd be like you're a piece of shit or you're awful or whatever. Like, like I, I would just love to tell this fucking. <laughs> so while you're sitting there eating at his restaurant. Oh, I, w- I won't eat at his well, restaurant. That, yeah, that's, that, not, that, that, that's Mark's where, saying, like, that's why I, I know it'll never happen. I happen because, to be out somewhere and he's oh, there. Oh, I got Right. I got gotcha. No, there's, I gotcha. there's like I said, uh, I said on Twitter a couple weeks ago, I would go eat at a Guy Fieri restaurant before I'd go to this douchebag. That, that's, that's a hell of a comment. For yeah. good reason, because Guy Fieri is a very nice gentleman. He's a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> James continues. Another great thing about Planet Hollywood is Earl of Sandwich is now yes. 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> this is one of my favorite drunk late night foods, and I took advantage of it since it was open. I also visited walk-ons at Harrah's. Mm. It was not open, but I left myself let myself in. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it is called walk-on, so... Fuck yeah! <laughs> right on in. He says in parentheses, the doors were open. <laughs> and he looked around. I liked the setup and had a nice conversation with the general manager. That's I looked awesome. at the menu, and I think this could be a night spot to, nice spot to watch a game and relax. Nice. He also I, concludes, by the way, security is very kind when they handcuff you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought I heard... And maybe it was someplace else. Maybe I just saw it on Twitter. I thought I saw yeah. something. I don't know if it's on, if it's open already. Already, some reason I think it is. But I thought I saw somebody with a review on it that was pretty scathing about the food was crap and the service was crap. And which, if it just opened, I'm not surprised, right? True. Because yep. new restaurant opening and getting the staff trained and used to the menu and the chefs and all that kind of stuff, um, I would probably give it a little while to settle in. Yeah. But I know because this, you know, Walk-Ons is, is based in in um, Louisiana. Um, and it's hugely popular down there. It's actually expanding relatively quickly. I've never eaten there, but it's been a spot that I wanted to try because it's like Cajun bar food. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, I this is this is still on my spot. I think to give it a try, I'm just gonna give For it a sure. little. For sure, everybody. A, a lot of a lot of restaurants seem to have uh, you know some wrinkles they gotta yeah. iron out when they first open. Oh, right. believe me, I've seen a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> James continues. The only other noteworthy thing we wanted to. Sorry. Karen's in man. That's cool. Those aren't the words he wrote, but sure, go ahead. No, Just sorry. hold on. That's actually uh, the owner of my company calling, which he's going to have to wait. All right. Oh, uh, nice. Oh, yeah. That's 360 Vegas, folks, for fucking you. That's hey, what that's like. They don't pay me enough to be on call 24-7. Right. Yep. So 
he'll just have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, the only where was I here? The only other noteworthy thing is we wanted some sushi, and we went to Janga Sushi on Flamingo just past the Westin. Mm. This was excellent and well worth the money. Huh. We paid thirty two ninety five for the all you can eat sushi for my wife, and thirty nine ninety five for my premium all you can eat sushi for myself. <laughs> the selection was very large and wonderful. We did not realize the rolls would be full-size rolls and ordered more than we expected. <laughs> All told, Jesus, we polished off at least 10 rolls and a few appetizers. For Good two for people? You, you got to give me a, you got to give me a, I, I don't understand the portions. So the, a roll is about this big and it usually what, what, will make eight. Um, yeah, six to eight pieces. Yeah, pieces. And so okay. a piece is about that big around okay. and usually about that thick. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's usually a lot of rice. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Ten of those is right. Good for him. <laughs> you know what? He got his that shit right. only cost them three dollars and ninety five cents a roll. That is money right there, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't care how much you lost in the casino. You made it all back right there. Well, right. and I've done a, an all you can eat sushi place out here, and the one thing that I would I would tell people because um, the, the place that we went, if you didn't finish the roll you were charged for it separately Oh shit. outside of the all you can eat. So oh, why? What's the point of that? Well, basically so people don't waste food. So if you're going to do all you can eat for not eating all your food. Yeah. So, Fuck so let's, say, let's say for example that, you know, okay. So all you can eat and they got the 10 rolls. Um, but let's say they didn't finish like half of one of the rolls. So for that particular roll, I mean, they still had the all-you-can-eat for the other nine, but they would get charged for that one particular roll. That's separate. fucked up. That's fucked up. I, I, I don't like that at all. I, we made it work. Don't but, tell me how much fucking food I have to eat when I come right. to your restaurant. I'm coming to your restaurant to give you but, money. No, don't fucking no. tell me what to do. But from the restaurant perspective, people just say they want to try all kinds of stuff, and if they leave a crap load of the... Then this is food cost for the restaurant. Yeah. I mean, and people can do that. You've seen people at all-you-can-eat places just leave all kinds... I mean, we've done that. I always feel guilty when we go to a buffet yeah. if it's all-you-can-eat because a lot of times either I got too much of something or I decided I'm full or I, I left a good chunk of it on my plate. Right. I feel bad for that. Yeah. What these smaller restaurants are doing is basically saying, look, we'll make you as much as you want to eat, but you got to eat it. Yeah, if you don't eat it, you know, we'll, we'll still, you again, everything else that you had was still all you can eat, but that one particular roll that you didn't finish, yeah. we're going to charge you for that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Challenge it. accepted, sushi joint. Challenge <laughs> accepted. There was a great joke that was done, and he, I, I forget his name, it's not Louis Anderson, but it was another stand-up comedian who was, let's just say, the um, girthiness of, of a Louis Anderson. And part of his shtick was, of his stand-up you know, routine was he said, yeah, my wife and I, we went to this all-you-can-eat, you know, like sushi joint. And I sat there for about an hour and a half. And then finally, the owner came out and he was like, you got to go. <laughs> you scared my wife. <laughs> and it's just, it's, I, like, I just see, I see, I see me. I see me sitting there being like, I'll take two more rolls, please. And I'll be like, You're, that is another episode of The Simpsons where Homer goes to the all-you-can-eat uh, sushi joint and he gets kicked out and then he ends up suing them. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah? All right, please continue. 
Uh, where was he? Some of my Some favorite of my roles were the, quote, burning your ass role and the, quote, <laughs> taste like my ex-girlfriend role. Oh, Yikes. A huge value. And we'll go back again, but may not get the premium all-you-can-eat sushi and instead get the all-day all-you-can-eat sushi to save a few dollars. You probably should avoid the ex-girlfriend. If, <laughs> Especially in front of yes. your wife. Right. <laughs> Oh, I'd have been like, yep, exactly right. right. <laughs> Again, a good... Tastes like Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> Again, a good spot to get sushi slightly off strip. I recently heard a critic of one of my trip reports from Jason from Chattanooga, if that is your real name. Oof. I know it is not his real name, but it sounds good. Okay. I also appreciate your poking a little fun at my review, and I am very glad I could make you laugh. Thank you for your review and making my day. Jason, I hope someday to meet up with you and have a drink while sharing stories about Las Vegas. I am unable to make it to Vegas Vacation 11 since I will be in Nashville during this event, but if you are from Tennessee, please give me suggestions and recommendations for any good distilleries in Tennessee during my visit. Oh, yeah. All the best to the 360 crew and Jason. I will be in Las Vegas again in April and May. If I see anything worth a damn, I will give you a review. Sincerely, James Jones. Nice. Always, always a great email. From James. Yeah. And I do love that he was calling back to Jason. Right? right? Yeah, it's so great. That was super cool. (laughs) Two people who've never met them, have never met each other, are having a a, a, um, faux feud over our podcast. (laughs) I think that's awesome. I think that's absolutely awesome. So, uh, all right. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it then for episode number 397. Thank you for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of these stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You can get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas. And you can get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on. And we do that at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, like all of the amazingly cool people who gave us some awesome feedback this week please send that to 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com Tony where can folks find you Mark they can find me at 360vegas Tony (laughs) Mark they can find me at 360vegas (laughs) (laughs) he just told you where you can find me so until next time (laughs) 